Ellsworth. <laughs> Said <laughs> Dutch Schultz owns Harlem. Right. Your man Clarence Williams the third. Go R.I.P. Clarence Williams the third. Right policy in Harlem. <laughs> that was a great movie, man. Oh, that was, that was. One of my favorites. Your man Lawrence Fishburne playing Bumpy Johnson. Shout out, Yo. shout out. It's another episode where we just want to lay back, kick it. What was that song? Uh, the Xscape. Lay back, sit back, and top your feet. Sit back and relax your feet. Yeah, party on down to the LGLSB. Just kicking, kicking it. Kicking. Yeah. yeah, 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 that was it. Yeah, everybody want to show... And express love for all the love that we've received. Uh, we're at Love God Love Sex Pod on YouTube, TikTok in particular. That's where we're focusing right now. Also, if you're listening on Google Podcasts, Apple, or Spotify's at Love God Love Sex Pod. If you're on YouTube or any of the audio podcasts, go ahead and smash that subscriber button. If you're watching this clip or listening to clips on TikTok, go ahead and follow us. Join the conversation right now. We're focusing on doing more to end the gender war. So with that transition, let's just talk a little bit about the importance of foreplay for women. It being May, the month of celebrating uh, Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, Jewish American Heritage Month. Shout out to all of our listeners who are either Jewish or Asian or Pacific Islander, however you identify. It's also Mental Health Month. So we're out here just celebrating and thinking about the intersections of sex and mental health. And one of the most important things to keep in mind is the importance of foreplay and how is that connected to mental health for women? Well, most women require foreplay for them to reach the climaxes and the pleasure centers or the pleasure circles that they're trying to reach. And for those who just like to go ahead and get it and insert it, that don't It ain't going to get it. it. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> that don't cut it. Go Put your scissors it. away because that ain't going to cut it. That ain't going to cut it. Cut it out, as your man, your Uncle Joe used to say. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, you know, one of the things about foreplay that most people have to keep in mind, it's not optional. It really is not optional. It's, requ- <laughs> it's not optional. It's required. Right. Mandatory. Something you have to show up and do every day and do it with alacrity. I mean, you know, for mm-hmm. those who don't know alacrity is that SAT word means just means enthusiasm, but a dude like me likes to act like he's intelligent once in a while, and that is uh college education paid off somehow. Well, you know what the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, seriously. You know, if you just put her needs first and put her pleasure first, your your sex life, and this is just addressing to men right now, your sex life is going to go to another level. Just focus on her needs first. You ain't got to be trying to stick your member down her throat trying to get that head. You ain't trying to got to be beating the position you want to be beaten in. Just focus on foreplay and then focus on the sexual positions that work for her orgasm. Trust me, your life will be a lot better. So we've done the research. Trust. Trust and believe. <laughs> Oh man, you know we're taking the polls, <laughs> then the surveys. We've done the, we've done the aggregates, we've <laughs> run the analysis, <laughs> done the Pew Research studies. Said five out of, said nine out of ten women recommend that you uh, go down on them. Yeah, it's, it's necessary. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just super, super critical. And it's funny how foreplay has been somewhat politicized. I think in the red pill community, now. 
let me just be clear. The Red Pill community probably has not said anything directly that I've heard about cunnilingus or foreplay. But what I think happens is it becomes such an overemphasis on the dynamics, emphasizing the dynamics of men's needs that it ignores the importance and the needs of women. And I'm just a firm believer that if you're going to be out here and you're going to be great at sex, whatever that means, because that's a whole different conversation, you definitely need to think about how you can be great through service. There's a famous book, and I've mentioned it here on the podcast by Simon Sinek, Why Eaters, you know, Leaders Eat Last. In this case, Leaders Eat First. Better get that man his big piece of chicken. Leaders <laughs> eat first. But seriously, it, it, it's all about service. And the more that you raise your service quotient in the bedroom, the more that you increase your service rate in the bedroom, the better your sex will be. And if you're in a long-term relationship like myself or like many others listening and those that we're interacting with, your life will be better. Trust me. And I've said it before. I said it a couple of minutes ago, and I'm going to keep saying it throughout the podcast. Your life will be better. You're just going to be dealing with somebody who's more satisfied, more aware, more connected, just like you feel more aware and connected when you are engaging and being able to reach stages of orgasmic bliss. So foreplay being mandatory and foreplay uh, being necessary. And then, of course, foreplay being politicized. And so I want to shift from the whole concept of it being politicized, because as I mentioned before, we're doing more to end the gender war and want to shift to talking about the importance of foreplay as a gateway to not only just pleasure, but enlightenment. What do I mean by that? Well, enlightenment deals with new knowledge, with seeing something that has been commonplace or mundane in a new way. And foreplay actually does lead to enlightenment because I believe the more orgasms and bliss that you provide a woman, the more she's able to engage in the creative self in the imagination of her heart and bring out new insights about herself, her body, and her union with you. And also relationship dynamics that are either good, right? Or relationship and the dynamics that you guys both find worthy to enhance and build upon and relationship dynamics that you both find problematic and need to address. And so Think about foreplay as a gateway to an enlightenment. There is a spiritual connection to foreplay. There is a awakening that happens with foreplay that once you remove it off the table and it's not there anymore, you actually miss the opportunity to awaken not only her heart, but her spirit and her best creative self. And I think that's the thing that we're all looking for in this day and age of just being morbid and vapid and slow and out of sync with life. We're looking for people to bring their best creative self, right? We talk about this even in the workplace. There's something my my mentor used to say, she said to me, in the workplace, there's such thing as malicious obedience. People who just do what they're told to such an extent that they don't think or iterate or create on the spot to create outcomes that are you know, ideal for the organization or agency you're working for. Well, it's the same thing in the relationship. You know, there is just malicious obedience. You know that there are things that you could be doing to make an enhance the relationship, but you're just doing the same things over and over again because you're not unlocking the creativity that can be there. And the best one of the ways to unlock it in the bedroom is through foreplay, in particular, cunnilingus. 
And let me tell you right now, to the men listening and watching, your cunnilingus game is the most important game. Put it above your dick game. Put it mm. above your dick game. Mm. Your lick game is more That's important than your dick game. I'm going to say it one more time. Yeah, one more time. Your lick game is more important than your dick game. Gems on gems right there. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I think some people would say it definitely has its importance. And then others would be like, yo, listen, it, ain't nobody's tongue ever got me to Mount Everest, to the top of Mount Everest. Um, but I but I definitely think from a man's perspective, it's definitely a proactive mindset to have mm-hmm. because they really go hand in hand. That Like there's really no way to have a good D game <laughs> without having a good knee game. And by mm. that, I mean being on your knees and serving. Mm. Come on now. Said so, I was on my knees. <laughs> Begging, please. <laughs> oh, I, man. I mean, listen, bro. When you, when you talk about getting to know, that's one of the primary ways all of us as children got to know things. What? Uh, by putting it in our mouths and finding out what it is. You know, Cute, as, as kids never... when we're... <laughs> Put it in your mouth. <laughs> but absolutely, though. I mean, obviously, we have senses that help us get to know the world around us. But, you know, taste is one of those primary senses that we had growing up as kids, finding out, you know, you, you put your mouth on your mother's nipple to find out this is where you get your milk from. And mm. you find out different sources of things by, you know, putting things in your mouth and finding out what they are, if you can have it or not. You know what I mean? When you when you were out playing in the playground and you might have tried to eat a leaf, not knowing what it was, you know what I mean? Yeah, How kids are just... Mouths and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. find out what you can and can't Lollipop eat. Lollipop on so the ground. That sensory perception of taste is very important. Uh, as it relates to, like you said, this creativity in the bedroom. Um, but I but I wanted to go back to this malicious obedience, right? Mm-hmm. Because I want to put it in the context of cunnilingus. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, right, when we're talking about getting to know our partner, learning how to please them, people have like certain things that get them over the edge, right? Mm-hmm. But you, that may not necessarily be your go-to move or something that you really want to practice on a regular. Mm-hmm. How do you create an environment of creativity if your person is asking you for something specific that may not necessarily be your go-to thing? My first thing is, if it doesn't violate anything you believe is a part of your spiritual ethical center or does not violate what you feel, you know, so people have issues with textures, right? Textures, even feeling touch, doesn't violate that. Then why not try it? Try it. I don't understand, you know, I don't think that trying something or experimenting means that you have to consistently do it. It just may not be for you. And again, like I said, people have issues with textures, people have issues with certain types of touch, and there are moves or positions or requests that violate their ethical code, then don't do it. And and people should know that. And that's where we always stress conversation and communication here in the LGLS podcast, because that is the bedrock upon which you build the foundation of your relationship in the house of your relationship. I think that's just, you know, something else to think about because I think that's yeah. the way you, 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 you deal with that. I mean, if that's not your go-to see what I don't understand is 
people who people who are comfortable with many of the things that their partner offers them and they just don't make it their go-to because there's some kind of stubbornness to it. I, I was just talking to my partner about this. I've met people, and we're, this is going to lead us into another kind of for, foreplay. So we're talking about physical bedroom foreplay, the actual acts of foreplay, but there's an emotional foreplay that you can do. So let's just mm-hmm. make that transition to that topic right now because we can come back to uh, physical foreplay. What I mean by emotional foreplay is the same type of teasing, loving, kissing, hugging, and service mindset that you have in the bedroom, you should have outside of the bedroom, mm-hmm. whether it's text, surprise flowers, a gift basket made by you, curated with things and items that she likes to have and, and have around her, whether it's perfume, uh, certain types of wine, uh, maybe a trip somewhere upstate, downstate, wherever you live, or even if she's into pets, you know, a nice little you know gift card for her, her dog or her cat or her parakeet, whatever it is, something that's curated by you in thinking about her needs and her desires and what she actually likes. Uh, you could do other things uh, such as, you know, showing up with breakfast in bed, little you know notes that you leave around the house that, that she can find almost like an Easter egg hunt to let her know that she's appreciated. Now, you're not going to whip these out every day. Look, I get everybody's working. They're working overtime. They're working 80 hours a week. Other people have multiple jobs. They have children. They have families. They have obligations. What we're talking about is thinking about emotional foreplay, the interactive foreplay on the same level and consistency that you think about the physical foreplay. And I think the point I was making a little bit earlier about emotional foreplay is that I've heard people, and this is connected to what you said, Jay, about why people won't give their partner what they need, even though they know it may be a simple request. I've heard partners say, my partner likes words of affirmation. And I said, oh, wow, that's that's pretty quick and easy. Like, that's actually kind of a gift because it's just words. You could send a text message, you could write a card. I mean, you could just get up every day and say something. I mean, you just have like a little jar or a cheat sheet on your Apple phone or your Android with a list of things you want to say and read it like a script. And the person's like, yeah, I ain't gonna doing that. Yeah. I'm not doing that. And this is, you know, men to women now. We can always talk about women and men, but we've talked about women and men. But right now, we're, this, is, this is strictly for the honeys. What's that song? Don't don't do that. You're not bringing up no R. Kelly, son. <laughs> oh, I wasn't even talking about R. Kelly. I didn't even know he said that. I was some. Uh, I was thinking of something else. Oh, let's take that TikTok. This is for the niggas, strictly for the niggas. That do that for Black History Month. Uh, but wouldn't do it. And then I yeah. hear people say things, and I've heard this commonly used in relationships, counseling, or in relationship uh, conversations I've had. Well, I didn't see that growing up. Yeah, but you didn't see your parents buy a $1.5 million home, did you? But you bought that. You didn't mm-hmm. see your parents traveling to Japan, but you went to Japan just fine. You right, didn't see your, your parents get that Maserati, but getting drunk at a, a German <laughs> beer garden and peeing all over themselves and having to be carted out by their friends, but you had no problem doing that. Yeah. All these things you didn't see growing up. And I get that's an, a good reason if you're 18, 19, 20, early 20s. But you're a 45-year-old man, a 38-year-old man, a 4-year-old man with an firm understanding of reality, a grasp on how to make money, how to pay bills, and how to establish routines in order that your family's fed, you're well taken care of, and your goals are accomplished. And you can't just make this a goal for your woman to give her what she needs when it's well within your grasp to do so. Certain men have a struggle with it because they may have certain issues going on neurologically, physically, psychologically. I get it. Again, that's not this is not who we're talking to. But if you're a man, 
and you have all of the wherewithal, all your faculties, and your woman is asking you for something that you can give her that's as simple as picking up a bag of groceries and taking it from the car and bringing it into the house and you don't want to do it, then stop asking for that blowjob you've been asking for. Stop asking mm-hmm. for that attention you've been asking for. Stop asking for that sex time that you've been asking for. Because emotional foreplay goes hand in hand with bedroom foreplay. And again, it goes back to what you said. People have the access, they have the willingness, and they have the ability, but they choose not to do it because I don't want to do it. And again, it goes back to excuses I just mentioned. Oh, I didn't see that growing up, or I'm not going to do that. Why would I do that for her? She's not doing that for me. Well, maybe if you did it for her, she would do it for you. Who's going to be the hero here? And that doesn't work all the time, but some of us as men need to think more hero terms and we may see more heroic results. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think most women probably look at themselves as reactors to a men's pursuits. So guys, if, if you are a leader, you're being proactive with your woman about showing her that you're down for her, that you care for her, that she's important to you, that she's special. Yeah, man, it's it's like you said in the last episode, like that's the water and the sunlight that opens up the rose. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for that opening, <laughs> hint, hint, you know what I'm saying? Looking to get a little smell that rose. That, if you're looking to smell the rose and get in the garden, you know what I mean? Go plant some seeds. And we're not talking about those type of seeds. We're talking about that that emotional foreplay, like Heath just talked about, that's going outside of what you could provide in the bedroom. Um, and even outside of the dick game and the lick game, um, it's the thoughtfulness game. You know what I mean? Mm. It's the it's the what you talk about a lot, the anticipation of needs game. It's the listening game. It's the how can I put her and prioritize her before she asks? You know what I mean? It's it's so it's like we got to be the leader in, in that dynamic in that respect and be thinking about proactive ways to create that kind of environment for her to open up because like yo i mean it's 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 easy for us to be ready and be primed for sex at any given moment oh for sure but it's not always easy for women and i mean if you're trying to again if you're trying to hit pay dirt (laughs) you gotta gotta do all the things that are required to get you there you know what i mean I'm, i'm using a football reference but as a running back Yo, you got to go through those uh, blows of like hitting the pads and like doing all of these different footwork and agility exercises to be the best running back so you can hit that hole and, you know what I mean, get that 15, 20-yard breakaway run. It's the same thing as it relates to intimacy, whether, you know, physical or emotionally. Like you got to do all of the required steps um, to get that kind of outcome that you're looking for. So if you know as a man that your woman likes what he's talked about, uh, gift bags or maybe like a weekend trip or something like that. Just something thoughtful to let her know, hey, listen, I'm thinking about you. You're you're cared for and you don't have to, you know, shoulder every burden that you go through by yourself. You're not in this alone. You know, it does a lot for women. We talked about this before, how to be a freak or, you know, how to show your freakiness outside of the bedroom. You know, it's studying your partner, finding out what they like and then that's when they can show you. They can they can show you uh, appreciation when they spread them thighs and they like you can you know feast <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Come on in, come on in, Do worship at friend. this altar all you want to, son. 
Because that's what I be trying to do. Worship at the altar. Mm, we did a whole episode about worship and just the, the, the service <laughs> in the bedroom. When the praises go up, <laughs> the panties come down. <laughs> you know, I was about to break into a rendition. I will bless the Lord. <laughs> I will bless the Lord. Son. Oh, thankfully, God got a sense of humor. Um, oh, but yeah, sure. man, it's, it's, I, I, I want to go back to physical intimacy since that's kind of what everybody is, thinks, thinks about when they hear foreplay. Mm-hmm. How long is a good session for you? Uh, the lick and the stick or? Just the lick. How, how long is a good session for you? And do you ever just do foreplay as core play and nothing else? Yes. Uh, not recently, but definitely have done that before. Always open to just doing that. And a good session, man, I mean, I, I could be down there deep sea diving for a minute, come back up. Like, oh, I, I started right, scuba diving just, at 9 a.m. It's 5 p.m. down here. Take a couple of breaths, back down again. <laughs> you man, the caterpillar of Miles in Wonderland? Who are you? <laughs> Son. It's, it's addictive, man. You could be down there forever. I t- I'm telling guys who don't do it because what I've heard from women, even from women I've, I've known superficially or women I've known intimately, and I, I don't mean just sexually, just women I'm friends with. I mean, you've had a whole, go back and listen to our episode about uh, women and men being friends. Great episode and something we definitely recommend for men who want to learn more about women's intimacy. Learn it through platonic friendships and relationships with women. What I've heard from my women friends is that a lot of guys don't do well. Now, I know there's a like a Navy SEAL team of dudes that are in my circle who go hard. In the paint. Go hard whole, in the paint. Whole definition of SEAL team. <laughs> SEAL team six. SEAL team six, nine. I would just I would say SEAL team lick. Uh, that, that really, really care about what they're doing and presenting their best self to their partner based on what their partner has stated they need. And that is to me, the real core of what you're bringing to this experience, to this orgasmic bliss. So for me, I mean, I could be down there as long as I need to be down there. I just love it. And I keep telling guys, man, you know, you slack in that area. Trust me. It's not hurting just her. It's hurting you even for selfish reasons selfish reasons making cunnilingus a priority will elevate your entire life i said it earlier and again i'm going to keep repeating these things in these episodes because repetition is the mother of all learning all skill indeed Mm -hmm. and i keep using the word life because if you're with a long-term partner or you have designs you and this partner have designs on each other or designs together to create a long-term partnership having that cunnilingus game as essential or foundational to what you're doing is going to open up her heart, open up her body, open up her creativity, open up her uh, box of healing because all of us have traumas. And trust me, these levels of orgasmic bliss are connected to healing, not only just her body and her mind, but her past, her childhood, uh, and even providing hope for the future. It sounds kooky, crazy, you know, maybe super spooky spiritual, as one of our friends likes to say, spooky spiritual. 
but it has an impact because no one ultimately talks about the restorative and healing practices of sex. The mo- mm-hmm. mainly the the main way we talk about sex is through transgressive acts. And Esther Perel talks about this in her book, Mating in Captivity. We learn about sex transgressively. What do I mean by that? It means, right, when you're first getting into sex, you're around your teenage years, early 20s, you do it in secret. No one else has to know. You lie about your numbers. You lie about who you've been with, men, women, and everyone else in between does it. And then you get in this ecstatic union where you can do whatever you want with whomever you want. And then you're so used to connecting your sex practice with all this kind of mendacity and lying and skulking around and sneaking that when you have the freedom to do it unashamedly and with just a foundation of love, it's hard for you to do it. Right. I was just saying in layman terms, I know a, a lot of people have said, I've heard a lot of men say this, that they can't have sex with their woman the way that they would a jump off because they're, it's associated with them being a hoe. Mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. and they don't want to look at their woman that way. Oh yeah, and 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 also just like yeah, I'm gonna nut in your face. I'm gonna nut in your butt. I'm gonna I'm just ah, ah, ah. and it's like your wife may be looking for that, but you can't right. bring yourself to it because because it's you, associated with yeah. So even for you, Conalingus is going to help to retrain your brain and retrain your mind. Most importantly, more so than your brain, <laughs> your mind to embrace what a actual ecstatic union may look and feel like. And that will be defined on terms that you guys define for each other. And that's what's even that much more blissful and awesome because you guys are defining it for each other and together. Yeah. And even on a, on a physical side, bro, like the, the orgasms that I've seen women achieve. Let's from... get into that. Yeah, from oral. I mean, I've seen women achieve some incredible orgasms from penetration as well, but it's the it's how they achieve it with oral. I mean, if it looks like they're kind of quarterbacking the whole thing, right? So it's like they have control. They're telling you how much pressure to apply. They're telling you where to lick, where to kiss, where to suck. And they're creating their pleasure world, their world of bliss. Um, and I think control has a plays a great deal in the amount of pleasure you're able to have. So, yeah, guys, I mean, y'all, y'all, if you're, as my man said earlier, before you think about your dick game, you got to upgrade your lick game. Mm, upgrade it. I mean, go to the store, get whatever accoutrement, enhancements you need to get, tongue-ups. Tongue- y'all say to upgrade you, <laughs> whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. She made money off that song. That was in a, like a cable television commercial too. Upgrade you, but yeah, you definitely and listen to you know some of the great writers, thinkers, and pundits on on Cunnilingus. There's so many great uh, TikTokers and Instagram influencers, from you know love bites to horrible decisions to good moms, bad choices. Oh, love good moms, bad choices. Love Mm -hmm. good moms, bad choices. Really just, Lovers and friends. Lovers and friends. Uh, Mean Girls Pod actually today was actually had a clip about Conalingus and, you know, how some women have a problem with it because it's it's hard to let go. They they feel selfish. And that's another perspective to think about because I have met a woman who told me that, that it was difficult for her to release and let go in that act to enjoy that blissful union. So another uh, entryway into understanding the heart and mind of a woman in regards to foreplay.
and it's getting getting as many different diverse uh, personalities and voices from many as many different diverse women as you can get to talk about that. I think will make that impactful and just quite amazing for skilling up, but also more and most importantly, having empathy. Mm. Yo, it's so crazy how we're talking about it. Like, there's so much more. I mean, obviously, we know there's so much more than a physical um, when it comes to physical intimacy. Mm-hmm. But it's such a a larger topic about emotional safety, consent, Mm -hmm. um, like you said, empathy, communication, like all of these kind of sex adjacent things that ladder up into a great sex life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's one of the things that we really preach here, not preach, but promote here uh, at LGLS is communication. And just like, like you said, finding these different entryways or things that ladder up into a, a good sex life. So guys be thinking about it. Yeah. And one of the last things uh, I think Jay and I want to emphasize for us, this work is great. It's fun. It's novel. It's hilarious. But it's also important for us to make sure that we're reaching people because we want to promote healing. That's one of the things we had in one of our first mission statements that we we had together to promote healing, to promote healing and self-acceptance and everyone's respective journeys in life. And so this for us is not just about, you know, you know touching clitorises and getting as, getting, in many, getting as, in as many tunnel of loves as we can, but it's also about us really, well, it's not, a, not even about, it's not a also, but it's also about us really connecting and thinking about healing and how people are walking on their paths of healing and self-acceptance. Facts. Yeah. With that said, thanks for listening for this episode or to this episode, rather. Again, check us out on uh, TikTok, YouTube, at Love God Love Sex Pod. Again, at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify at Love God Love Sex Pod. Also, on email at connect at Love God Love Sex Podcast.net. Always open to show ideas and suggestions. Thanks for listening. Until next time, take care. Eat box. Peace.